Hi, Jill. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Okay. I feel very tired and out of it and still sick. I think it's these, this pollen in the air, but that's okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, happy belated birthday, everyone. It was Ryan's birthday two days ago. Oh my God, Jill. Last night, I went to trivia with Corey and Marky in Southie. I have questions yeah, to ask you. Don't you worry. I was tracking you. You you went through Cambridge to take the Tobin. And I was like, why wouldn't you just take 90? No, I took the Tobin to pick Marky up in Chelsea. Oh, on your way home. Oh, so you dropped him off. Both both ways. Stop tracking okay, I'll, me. I'll allow. Well, I was tracking Colin because yeah. he was coming home from work. And I was like, when is he coming home? Oh, no, I was not. And I saw you two were yeah. very close. Oh, no, I didn't go through Cambridge at all. But um, so this, our, our waitress had a Gemini necklace on. So I obviously was like, are you a Gemini? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, me too. Happy season. Oh and I was God. like, when's your birthday? She's like, and I just had a feeling. She's like, it was yesterday, actually. I was like, my birthday was yesterday too. And she's like, stop. And I was like, it was. And anyway. How old was she? I said to Corey Markey, which left, I was like, she probably just turned 28 though. And I'm not, but, um, but she was cute. And then our guy who took our check was really cute. So I got to go back to Castle and Burn Crow and just like, I... you know, lay train. Yeah, it sounds run, like it. Run train, rather. But anyway, there are a couple of questions that came up for trivia I wanted to ask you. Go. It was Stump. There were two games. We lost the first game. We won the second game. Obviously. What place did you come in the whole game? They don't do, they just keep them separate. So first game, I think we came in like fifth or sixth. Oh, and then okay. second game, it's like a new game. Because some people leave, you know, they're like, we don't want to stay here all night. And we're like, oh, we don't care. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just start with the most fun one for you. but. So they had like a bonus round. It was called the mystery round. And they give you a list of things and you have to pick the thing that does not belong. So they were like, for example, if it's Friday, Sunday, Wednesday, April and Saturday, the answer would be April because it's not a day of the week. Yeah. So there were four ones. I'm going to save the best for last. The first one was, I can never say this, Gruyere, Rockfort, Camembert, Emmental, and Brioche. So do you know which one of those things doesn't belong? Is brioche bread and not cheese? Yes. So, so it's brioche. Yeah. Corey do that one. Okay. The next one is snake, lion, ox, monkey, and dog. Which if you don't know, I can. Is a snake, because snake's a reptile and the rest are mammals? No. Snake, lion, lion, ox, monkey, and dog. I have no idea. So they're all a part of the Chinese zodiac symbols oh. and lion is not one there's did tiger. you know that yeah there well Cause, Corey cause you knew, love astrology Corey knew which one specifically but because I, I was like i know the other ones are like horse dog i was like yeah. mark he's like dog i'm like dog is definitely one because i was always jealous i was like horse rat and then tiger is the other one okay this one is princess and the frog bolt how to train your dragon moana and lilo and stitch so Disney movies pick the one that's not a Disney movie. So yeah. what was the third? What, what was the one after Bolt? How to Train Your Dragon. It's Bolt or How to Train Your Dragon. I think How to Train Your Dragon is DreamWorks. Okay. Yes, you're right. So that one was not Disney. That one doesn't fit. That- this one, I don't know if anyone else except for me and the woman reading it got them, but I was so excited. Number Okay, this is the list. Forever Your Girl, Coming Out of the Dark, Rhythm is Gonna Get You, Conga, and Get On Your Feet. <laughs> Um, so the first one is not a Gloria Stefan song and the Miami sound machine. It is a song by Paul Abdul. Hey baby. 
How many times did we listen to that in high school? As soon as she said, I was like, hey, and then I was like, oh my God, people probably don't even know, but I'm like, it's all Gloria Stefan songs, except the first one is Paul Hefdul. Name the glory ones, I forget. Um, Coming out of the dark, you know, after she got in her bus crash and you listened to it in Sister Mary Jane's class in eighth grade. Uh, It was in the music textbook. Rhythm is going to get you, conga, and get on your feet. Um, Also, a podcast I listened to called This Had Oscar Buzz. Oscar Um, Buzz. For the month of May, they did like a mini series and they did the 100 biggest Oscar snubs and like people Ooh, they think they should have been nominated or like movies or like art, costume, makeup, whatever, blah, blah. And yeah. so they did their 100 and then they're like honorable mentions because of course they had so many. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys was like, I still stand that Kirsten Dunn should have got a supporting actress for Bachelorette. And I don't know what these people Ooh. are thinking. Wow. One of the other one, I keep forgetting to tell mom. So mom, if you're listening. They said Anne Baxter as best supporting actress in Ten Commandments as Nefertiri. Oh. She should have been nominated. Oh, yeah, that she wasn't. Year. She didn't even get the nom. No, didn't get the nom. And wow. he's like, Gaze, I know Ten Commandments is problematic, but it's so camp. You have to watch it. What's problematic? The Ten Commandments. Yeah, tell people what the Ten Commandments is and why it's important to our lives. It is a. Not the monument- actual <laughs> slabs from the Bible. <laughs> it is a monumental film from Cecil B. DeMille. It is terrifying. Fif- the 50s? I don't I'll, know. I'll what, look it up. You, what you exactly? Yeah. So it starts with Moses's birth and it ends with, um, I don't know if it ends with his death. I don't know, but it ends, you I know. I think so. With the sermon we, on the mouth. fall asleep. It's three hours and 40 minutes. Came out in 1956. They um, always play it the week before, the Saturday night before Easter or the week before Palm Sunday. I forget. The week before. Okay, and we all text each other and say it's on ABC. And I never watch it, and I don't think Caitlin does. It's just you and mom at this point. It's perpetually on my DVR, so anytime you need to watch it. I don't. It's Uh, terrifying. It's a classic, and everyone should watch it at least once in their lives. And Is Yule Brenner Moses, or he's Ramses? Ramses. Um, Right, right, right. I'm sorry. Moses is... um, Charlton Heston? Charlton Heston, yeah. Yeah. They're, They're both pretty hot, so... And the guys on this had Oscar, but I was like, oh, Anne Baxter as Nefertiri is so horny in this movie. Even the way she says Moses is so horny. Yes. Isn't yeah. she like related to him though? Charlton Heston? Oh, well, no, everybody's in the, in related the to yeah, each yeah, other the, back yeah. then. Yeah. Although he was like adopted. So I guess yeah, maybe he, not. Moses and the Rees. I know. And if, well, no, it's, it's Old Testament. So Jewish people would know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, if you have no idea <laughs> the Bible, but. Most folks of the Old Testament. Anyway. Anyway, great Oscar play. Buzz. Oscar Buzz. Okay. Other, so the final question at Trivia last night, how we, you know, we were in first place and then we had to choose what we wanted to wager for the last question. And they just give you the topic and you have to choose between one to 15 what you're going to wager before you get the question. So it's like a risk, but yeah, usually, usually we go big or go home because we're like, what does it matter? Um, the, the category was album covers. So I was like, mm. I could either crush this or it might be like, who's the photographer who took the Nirvana baby photo? And I'd be like, I don't know. So it was it was um, the 1977 album cover for Rumors features two members of the band on the front. Which two members are they? They don't tell you the band. I think they're expecting people to not like get thrown by that. It, but Stevie and Lindsay? No. Stevie and who? Mick. Oh, okay. So I got it, thankfully, because I couldn't remember Lindsay the moment. I could only remember Stevie, Mick, and um, Christine McVie, who Uncle Timmy yelled at me for not knowing <laughs> her name on the podcast. So now I know her name. Thank you, Uncle Tim. But um, yeah, it was Stevie and Mick, thankfully. Did and, you you and got we it right? 
Yeah, I got it right. We wanted a twenty-five dollar gift card, so the boys each got two four packs. So I wanted to get a dog toy, but it was fifteen dollars. Um, did the boys know that answer too? No. Okay. But, I mean, you. I was like, maybe it's Christine. Like, I don't know. I was like, no, like I knew it was a man, but I don't know. No, why I know I it. No, I meant I, I. I thought maybe it was Christine and not because oh. I knew it was a man and a woman. But I'm like, it's also like a cartoon drawing. It's not like yeah, you know. Um. So they were like, we'll just go with the the big one. So I was like, all right, Stevie and Mick. Um, although Stevie dated Mick or Lindsay. Mm, this is probably both, but I yeah, I I guess I thought Lindsay, but maybe I was wrong. Also, guys, this is gonna be a long podcast. I already know because we have a lot to talk about. But um, what else did I... And one of the questions was like, what was Jennifer Lopez's job in the two thousand five film set in San Francisco? Where she played the Maria. wedding planner. Yeah. So that was like an easy one, you know. Oh, this is one I wanted to ask you because it, it kind of threw me for a second, but then I got it. The category was literary deaths. Mm. For those of you just tuning in, I'm asking Jill pop culture trivia questions from the bar trivia I went to last night. Um, and it's who killed Tybalt and Paris? Um, and they don't give you in a Shakespeare play, they don't give you the play, um, you know, and that's like yeah, all but- they really give us. Tybalt slew Paris and Paris slew... Mer- it goes something like that, but... Right, right, right. But right. Mercutio... Well, Tybalt slew Mercutio. And yeah. does Mercutio slew Paris? So you had to... The person killed both Paris and Tybalt. So... No, but Mercutio didn't kill Tybalt, right? Tybalt killed you. Mercutio. So Romeo. Yes. Okay. So yeah, first originally I was like, oh, Mercutio. And then I was like, no, 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 because Tybalt I was like, Mercutio. Romeo definitely kills, kills Tybalt because that was the thing where people are like, that's her kin, man. She's not okay. going to like you anymore. Le- Leo kills yeah. John Leguizamo. But he didn't kill Paul Rudd. That I didn't remember. I kept I thinking about that. that. I was like, I don't think Paul Rudd dies in the, you know, the movie version, but I'm in sure. In the Baz Luhrmann. But I was yeah, like, I it would make sense he killed him in the play because that was like Romeo's other suitor. And I was like, I remember Juliet's like, other suitor. Right, right, right. I was, of course, they're gay in my mind. But um, I was like, I know, because I was like, oh, it's Mercutio. And then I was like, no, no, no. The only reason Romeo has to kill Tybalt is because he killed his best friend, Romeo Be Gone, Stan out of May. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> those are some of And then, Jill, I have to tell you the story because it was just like so fucking weird. Last night, I get home from trivia. I'm walking Clark on the beach. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I see someone further down on the sidewalk like stretching like it looked like they went for a run or a jog and they were stretching and a lot of people do run at night around here i don't know why they get off work it's cool they must have children yeah whatever so i'm like let me bring clark clark onto the beach a little bit more this person's like doing these big stretches with their arms he's not gonna like that so the person starts to walk past us clark starts to bark or whatever and they're like it's okay baby don't worry don't worry so i take my headphones out just in case like i don't know just to be aware of my crazy dog it is a woman who apparently was on American Gladiators one day. She lives in Point of Pines. She had her son through IVF. She used to live on a ranch with horses. And she made me watch a clip on her phone of her on American Gladiators. No, and no. put her number in my phone. No. And never stopped talking. And, I, you know, I hate to say it, but was I think something was going wrong upstairs. But oh, no, no, no. He would not stop talking to me. And I didn't know how to, like, get away. Did you be like, my dog bites people. Please leave me alone. I was the whole time I was like holding him next to me because he was like growling. He would like go back and forth. He would like wag his tail at her and then he would kind of growl and like get whatever. And she's she started the conversation by being like, 
oh, you know, I hate to have to do this. And I thought she was going to say, like, you're not supposed to walk your dogs on the beach. And I was going to be like, yeah, but it's 10 o'clock at night, so I don't give a fuck. But and I was like, and I'm trying to keep them away from you. But then she was like, do you know the show American Gladiators? And I was like, yeah, she was very nice, but cuckoo bananas, you know. But it was well, so. I hate that. Like you're in this compromised position at ten o'clock at night, and like there's probably. I know. I was like, I didn't even you. want to tell you because, like, you yeah. would be like, "Don't walk it out." And she's like, "I usually walk around. Maybe I'll see you. Like, give you my number so we can like walk." And I was just like, "Sure." I should have just said it on my phone. Meanwhile, and I like went inside, and it was like you know whatever time. I was like, "I'm never walking at this time again." She doesn't have your phone number, correct? No, she put her and- number in my phone, and she was, "I don't know how to hit enter with it." I'm like, "Oh, I'll do it," and then I just erased it. Yeah. And she calls herself Storm, but her last name in real life is Clark. And I was like, that's my dog's name. But the fact that she was like, tell me all about American Gladiators. And she's a personal trainer and how much she weighs and what she can bench press. And then she's like, and my son, blah, 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 Clark. And gave me his full name. She's like, I had him through in vitro. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck is happening? I just want to go inside and do fold my laundry and go to bed. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. But I'm like, how sad she's like showing people her clip on American Gladiator, yeah. where I, I clearly didn't care or nor want to watch it. And I really only know what it is because of Workaholics Boys. But anyway, <laughs> that what was a night. night you had. I sure did. Um, so, yeah, do you want to get into something first, topic wise? Let's just um, do our week late. Vanderpump Rules reunion, yeah. I got a lot of notes from what I watched, I but I don't notes. have to go through all of them. All right, so setting from last week, last Wednesday May was the 30th, second episode of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Tonight, June seventh, will be the final third, and then you know next week we'll talk. about And it. then our long national nightmare will be over. Never. Oh, I was just listening to Lost Culturistas, and they were like, "Ad Bryant has watched every episode of Vanderpump from the beginning," and. There were times when she's like, why am I watching this? And now she's like, this is why. And they're like, yeah, it paid off. Because stick with something. Because you never know at the end of the rainbow, there might be a scandal. And anyway. And Cecily Strong and Sarah Sherman were saying that Raquel is too... We're punching below our weight by making fun of this woman. And we should, you know, he's a dummy. I'm I'm with her them on that, but also... (laughs) But Matt was like, but she ruined these people's lives. Yes. And like Lala says, we signed up for this. Oh, that's... They also said... They were like, which Vanderpump person do you think you are? And Matt was like, Bowen, I think you're Katie and I'm Alala. And he was like, okay. And he's like, but I sometimes see myself as a Sheena. And they're like, maybe you're a Sheena rising, but you're a Katie son down. And I was like, this, these games aren't fun with you because you're never any of them. Me? Yeah. I guess no. you'd be like a Katie. I was like, I'm an Ariana, I think. I think you are. It, or it, a Stassi. Yeah. No. Uh, like Ariana went to Sheena's Bachelorette season three in Miami and she's wearing a backwards black snapback. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So you can go into your Vanderpump reunion part two thoughts first. Um, we start off with Lala talking about Randall and like, I haven't watched like the most recent seasons, but I like know what's going on. So I didn't know last season, I guess last year's reunion, they discussed that they broke up and Lala's just saying like awful things, how Randall was and how they don't speak anymore. And there's like that LA Times bombshell article. And now there's like a stupid Dateline Hulu thing about Randall and how they first met and how he was gross and like sent his assistant to Sir where she hosts to like ask her and allegedly told her he was separated from his wife and that's why she dated him and she didn't know and now her and the wife are like on good terms yeah 
So I, we start off with that, and I just feel bad for Lala. Uh, I don't know if I totally- My therapist thinks that, you know, Lala kind of got what she- Yeah, I totally don't believe she's yeah. like, I'm from Utah. I don't know how this works. And I'm like, mm, you kind of know how this very works. very savvy. Also, also, do you need the Utah zip area code tattooed on your body? Does she? 801 on her arm. I looked up what it was, and it's a, it's like if we had 718. It's an area code in Utah. Anyway. Yeah. um. Okay, then we go into they they break for lunch, and Tom <laughs> Sandoval goes and sees Raquel in the trailer, and Raquel is mad at Tom Sandoval for admitting or saying that he have, was intimate recently or overlappingly intimate with Ariana, his girlfriend of nine years, yeah. while he was having an affair with Raquel. So this whole time she's sitting in the trailer watching the reunion, and this is what she picks up on, and we knew it because like you could yeah. see her face on the from the first episode. Mm-hmm. So I wrote my part about that. She basically asked if if Tom was sleeping with Ariana when he told her that he wasn't at that time, and then he started talking about his green pants and completely changed yes. the subject and tries to just deflect. And it's like literally insane behavior. And people have been saying it's like he basically saying to her, "Well, Ariana started liking my style again, so I had to have sex with her." And I was like, yes. "I don't think it was that. He was just trying to like throw her off the scent." He's a, like, what is wrong with him? And the fact that like Raquel like lets it wash over. Well, first of all, the fact that she's upset yeah. about that, really, she's not accepting or understanding what she's doing. Yeah. And then the, the second part that she's like, oh, look what you're doing to me right now. You're like distracting me from the reason I'm mad at you. And you do this because you're a manipulative man. Like, no, like you should say, no, Tom, this isn't right. Like, also, whatever. I thought this was funny. Punching the- below. Oh, wait. Yeah, I thought this was funny from the jump, but I forgot to bring it up. In the previews for this reunion, and it happened in this part, she says to him in the trailer, she's like, everyone's trying to make us out to be pathological liars, and we know we're not. But she almost says it like with a question mark at the end. Like, we know we're not. I'm like, well, you sound she, so dumb. Because she takes all her cues <clears throat> from him. I know. And it's just like, oh my God, so stupid. She says, it seems like Ariana wanted to keep the relationship working because you never broke up with her. Yes, that's how relationships work. You work in your relationship if you're still in a relationship. Like, she wouldn't stop the relationship if you're together. Like, what? She just makes no sense and has no, nothing, whatever. I feel bad. Also, we did make fun of her in our text that she said the pendulum swang. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I just thought and that was another, like, her trying to be, like, deep zen and just, I'm like, what you're saying makes no sense. Like, the English language is not, you know, working for you right now, girl. And then she says, well, I guess this is kind of my wake-up call. Wake-up call to not F over your friends. I think that's, you learned that in kindergarten. And then she says, oh, should I have maybe left them a note? <laughs> Idiot. What would she have said in that note? Sorry you didn't punch me, Sheena, or... Oh, Sorry. Th- thanks for all the times you like put me up and took me on vacation with your family and let me live with you. And I fucked someone in your bed while you were on vacation. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm putting a restraining order against you. I mean, Team Sheena on that one, obviously, all the way. Also, I'm ranting. So you jump in whenever you want. I mean, but, I have um, many bullets, but, you know, we're going. <laughs> Tom, when he says to like production, I want to talk to Raquel off camera. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. You can't on a reality show and invite these people into your lives and then say i'm not filming right now so quit so don't be on a reality show also don't- what do you have to talk to her about well i guess what he wants her to say but also, yes. also he says to the camera he's like i don't feel relaxed she doesn't either 
And she's just like standing behind him. I'm like, way to speak for her. I'd be like, I can speak for myself, but obviously we're not the same. But it's like, like you talk down. to your therapist about this, but this is like textbook. Like if they want to show this in psychology classes about manipulative yeah. narcissistic man, like everything he does is yeah. textbook. I know. He's crazy. And even Aria saying, Ariana saying like, this is what you used to tell me. Like, uh-huh. uh, and also this whole, Ariana has like the upper hand with production and can demand like whatever she wants. Yeah. Like, they, are you going to talk about the seats? Yeah. I thought that was telling, she did something else. I can't remember why I wrote that, but I was like, she can say whatever they want and they have to do it. Cause she's like, well, that's why like the big thing is like, they said people might not renew their contracts. Cause it's like, Obviously, if you're the producers of the show, you want Tom, Ariana, and Raquel all to be back next season for the drama. But I think Ariana's saying, I will not film with these people. I do not want to be in the same room as them. Like, they're no longer in my and life. And I will not film with people who film with them, which right. we know is a very housewife trope. Like, that's how we get people off the show. If you stop filming with them, get it. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So I think that's like, they're like, people might cancel their, con- not renew their contracts over this. Like, if I'm Ariana... I don't know. I feel like I might leave because obviously she's being able to make money, you know, with, with sponsorships and stuff. Yeah, but, but like, she why loses should she her, have to? Right. Yeah. But she loses her relevancy to make get those sponsorships. She's not on TV every week. But yes, I yeah. understand. I agree. Also, she should like she's better than this. She should say, I'm done. I'm going to go yeah. either move home or I'm going to go like continue my with Katie, my sandwich store and just Opens live in, in July. Oh, they were hoping for May. Oh, yeah. Well, they were just talking about it on Lost Culture. Um, it's so funny that it's something about her. Like, yeah, that means something about. Sandwiches. Oh, and then Matt was like, "Bowen, I bought us two medium crew necks. Something about her sweatshirts. I got one for me and one for you." And he was like, "Thank you so much." And I'm like, "They're just so funny." My biggest thing I wanted to say is Ariana Maddox. I'm pretty sure she pronounced her name Ariana. Most people on the show say Ariana. I need to go back and hear a clip of her introducing herself. Tom Schwartz always says Ariana, and he's like. You know, or like, it's like Ariana or Ariana. Like in New York, we'd probably be like Ariana Grande. Like, you know, and he always does it. And I'm like, you've been her friend for 10 years. Like, learn to pronounce her she, name. She was a groomsman in your wedding. I know. It's like if if he called me Ryan all the time, I'd be like, bro. And like, that shit always, I hate when people mispronounce names, especially if you ask them. Like, you know, so if he keeps calling her Ariana, it just drives me crazy. And he yeah. even did it in season three and is still doing oh, it yeah. in season 10. Also, what I wanted to ask you, Jill, I didn't get when Katie, this was a big moment in all the, the clips. Tom says, like, Katie says, you're friends with everyone, Tom. You're a serial killer's wet dream. What does that mean? Do serial she's, killers like people that have a lot of friends? Well, she's saying that you would trust and be friends with so, anyone. Okay. You so, befriend like, a serial killer. And he, they would take advantage of that. Okay. I was like, what does that have to do with having a lot of friends? But okay. Um, James Kennedy, terrible ter- person, great TV. Horrible person. Horrible person. Did he really call Raquel's mom a fat bitch? I wrote I, down. And I said, how could it. anyone date him? Allie, come on. Do you do we think she just wants to be on the show? Do you think Allie's a normal person? No. Okay. She seems like it. Yeah. And she seems rational when she speaks, but anyone who dates him. Yes. Also, I hate to say it, Ryan, but she's no, like, I I get I feel you. Her job like, is to like, yeah. yeah be an astrologer yeah I, yeah I know. I, I, I know i know you're into it but but no i wouldn't do it my full-time job nor and people that's what's funny i follow obviously a lot of like instagram accounts about like astrology just like for fun it's like 
which cat are you? If you're a Gemini, which dog breed? You know, it's like stupid, but there are some accounts where people like, it's like you can pay for them to pull your whole chart, which you can get online for free. And then they'll like interpret it for you. And it's almost like a psychic. It's like, so that they can tell you like what your love life might look like and like who you'd be most compatible with and like what's gonna happen in your career i'm like i would never pay someone money to do this even if they are good at it or whatever you know it's just like no i don't even know what you're talking about something about we're talking about james kennedy oh yeah um so was sandoval's plan in the reunion just to like bring up all the times that james kennedy was drunk and inappropriate to like deflect from his behavior I, I didn't understand if, why he if was he doing came that. At, I think he only did it because James came at him. But who knows? That fucking dick. I wrote, even his voice is so annoying. From season three on, he's always like, Kristen, why are you doing this to me? Ugh, Jax. Like, he's just the most annoying voice. Yeah, he is. And I wrote, like, he has no credibility about his, like, thing about the punching when he's like, no, Ariana, remember Sheena said on the phone, I punched her. And Ariana's like, no, she didn't. And also it's like, why would we believe you, Tom? Like, and I also, wrote, like, why is he trying to stand up for Raquel? Like, they're not together. He doesn't even like her. Like, also, they, there was a the question was, I think Andy, like, flat out asked him, was like, Sandoval, do you think Sheena punched Raquel? And it took him, like, t- forever to answer so the annoying. question. Like, obviously he does, or he's trying to make it like that. Yeah, so to make, you know, I don't, I think he was trying to like, be like, no, Raquel, stay with me. I know I just said I slept with Ariana and you're mad, but here, I'm going to stick up for you. But then he like, didn't want to make Ariana mad. Like he's so weak. Yeah. Anyway. And I was Um, like, why does James keep getting up? Like, it's so annoying. And I was like, Andy must hate him. Yes. But you had a good thought last night that we want to allegedly say. That maybe he was on Coke and he would kept getting up to do Coke in the bathroom. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, Tom Schwartz, uh, I, enough of this. Oh, shucks. I'm such a sweet cell guy. Oh, guy my stuff. God. I, no, no one cares. Like, you, I don't even need you on the show anymore. It's not even no. like, like, it's just, I don't even care. You're not a real person. And he just has never changed. Like, from watching season right. three on, I'm like, Katie, I don't blame you for marrying him. You had to make your own mistakes. But I'm like, he he showed you from I, I hate that quote but it's like when people show you who they are believe them but it's true he showed you day from from day one like he was never going to stand up for you or prioritize you he was always going to do what he wanted and be like yeah his excuses like oh shucks i'm just a nice guy yeah. i'm dumb i don't want conflict no one wants conflict but sometimes you have to fucking like speak yes like have an ugh. opinion also the rumors that of like you know raquel went after him to make sandoval jealous like no i firmly believe tom sandoval was like tom schwartz go make out with raquel to get the heat off me and he did it like a fucking loser like yeah and now he's mad because his business is doing poorly you know with all this also i wonder how the business is doing now with all this being replayed like in the reunion like in in union he talked about how like oh only one person wrote that in the tip line team ariana like oh the it's people have been coming in i don't know if that's true and i don't know if that's the current state now that the reunion is airing and i think people go like i you know like go i go to like for the instagram yeah, yeah people, and like that's is he just always there you think i feel like most people who are like bravo influencers or like post funny memes go there and they like meet them i'm like are they just always there well i would say in the real world if you own a restaurant or bar you're there all the time because it okay. takes up so much of your life but i don't trust that these people are very involved in these businesses 
quotation yeah. mark that they own. I don't know. Also, Tom Sandoval, if you're going on doing these appearances and tour dates, you're obviously getting paid for them. Pay your mom back. She was a firefighter and gave them like her pension money. You are in your 40s. You asked your mother for money from like her pension for saving lives as a firefighter. And now you're getting paid to like be at Mohegan Sun. Don't tell me you're putting that money into Schwartz and Sandy's. Give it to your fucking mom. He said he would, but yeah. Uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, so at the end, we talked to Raquel one-on-one. And again, I don't even want to look at Raquel. I don't even want to hear her speak. But also, like, we need her to be there. And, like, whatever. Ugh. She is making it seem like when she does her interview with Andy, the one-on-one, like, I was hoping Tom would break up with who we are, Ariana so we could date. Like, what? Like, that's what you You're already fucking. Right. And wished for your, like, oh, my God. When she was like, oh, I, you, like, she could see a pathway where her and Ariana was cool with it. Whatever. Yeah. And then she said, Ariana never pressed Tom about it. She never confronted Victim me. blaming. Ariana just believed what um, She never Tom questioned us. Yes, of course, you would believe your boyfriend of nine years when he tells you something. That also, that's answer. not her fault. Right. Yeah. These are my notes I had about that section. I wrote, why is this bitch always smiling? I wrote, how yeah. could Tom find her attractive that night at Guys Night? She had that stupid clip in the front of her hair. And I hate when people do that. And I'm like, you don't look like sexy. You look like a little child. And then Andy said, incredible how many signs of the two of you she ignored. That made me mad. Don't victim blame Ariana, Andy. I know it's just like to get, you know, for the sensationalism yeah. to get the conversation, but shut up. And then Raquel said she never pressed about it. She never questioned us. Not her fault. And then she said, Ariana said, thank you for telling me the truth because Tom wouldn't have ever told me the truth. Okay, Raquel, what a hero you are. I, wrote. I know. And also, if that is what you're hearing and believing, shouldn't you take that in and be like, Tom Sandoval's a liar. Like, and I don't want to be with this person. She doesn't care. She has no, she can't think her own thoughts. Yeah, she can't think her own thoughts. Okay, do you have other things? I don't. Do you want to discuss? Uh, um, yeah, I just wrote- three, too. Well, yeah, I have lots. Well, I wrote White Claw product placement, LOL, when she was drinking the White Claw trailer. And then I wrote before I saw the memes, is Schwartz legit taking Xanax right now? Like, did he drive there? Do you have to drive home later? You shouldn't drive after you take Xanax. I'm sure a lot of people do, but. I'm sure they have drivers for this. Also, but then we saw the clips. And I did hear Tom Sandoval at the reunion say green light, yes. but I thought he was saying like green light, Raquel's coming out. That's what I thought too. But, but now. It seems like green light. Time for Schwartz to take the pills. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, so after Sheena got the papers served to her at this reunion saying that like they're throwing out the TRO, she still went to court like a month later, the date she was supposed to appear. Why? So so the paperwork that I think that. I think she didn't trust the paperwork first and foremost because it came from Raquel's camp, but. Like it should have been served on her attorney. I'm I'm sure this is what happened legally. Like, you file a request with the court to remove the TRO. Maybe not necessarily to remove the date, but note your notice of your intent to dismiss the restraining order. That court needs to exist. And then just at the court, which is why Raquel and Sheena didn't even have to be there, but she needed to show up. They probably just said, Your Honor, we can withdraw this hearing. We're removing the TRO. We're filing papers. And, you know, and the judge said, Okay done next so that's probably yeah. what happened like they still kept the date with just a, a motion or just notice of intent to dismiss okay 
I forgot to tell you, someone's team name of trivia last night was Uber One is good as gold. <laughs> so I was so happy. I didn't know where they were sitting. I was going to be like, saving. Um, what was your name? Two guys, a girl and some sour cream, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Make sure I have my text tab open. Okay. Um, so Annie rightfully says, this is a group of cheaters. You know, Katie is the only one in this group who hasn't cheated. You know, allegedly, obviously, we don't know for certain. What do you think about that? He's like, are you guys being hypocritical, you know, by laying into Tom and Raquel so hard when you all have cheated yourselves? And, you know. I think on one hand, he's correct. But on the other hand, most of those cheating happened 10 years ago when they were like 22 to 25. Also, they weren't in nine-year relationships. Most of them were in like two, three-year relationships, which is still a long time. Or five but... or six if you're, you know, Schwartz and Kristen, yeah. and, you know. Schwartz and Katie. No, but I meant, but Kristen cheated too. Sandoval cheated yeah. too. They were in a, like a five-year relationship. Um, and also, it you know, like aside from Kristen Stassi, which that was crazy, it wasn't like someone's best friend. Yeah. They were so, randoms for the most part. And I think it, it was just like the length of it and the deception yeah, that double. Like, that's when Jackson and Kristen hooked up. It was one hookup, twice, and and oh, was it twice? Oh, sorry. And yeah. he and Stassi at that point when she found out, um, were Stassi already... and Kristen, uh, Stassi and Jax weren't together, but Tom and Kristen right. still were. Yeah, was the yeah. situation. Um, yeah, I get it. I wrote apparently Raquel wears mint green a lot. I've seen a lot of reels about it. Um, I wrote Lisa called Bala aggressive. I think multiple times. It's just like Lisa, fucking think before yeah. you speak. Does uh, Lisa need to be on these reunions? No. Yeah. What? Like, yeah, I almost, I don't think she and did the, does she even come, when Raquel comes out? Is she still there? I almost feel like maybe she left, but maybe she was just like getting her makeup done in the trailer or something. Or maybe like you just couldn't see that far yeah. left because it's cropped. I don't know. We'll find That's, out. I could have been like with her there for the first 10 minutes and then left. That yeah. like, I'd be better with that. Um, when Lala was going after Tom in the beginning, he said, you pulled your IUD out the day you found out Stassi was pregnant. What the fuck does that mean? He means like Stassi got credit for being pregnant on the show. So she wanted to, too, or like, what? I don't know, credit, but probably like, oh, oh, she's doing this. I, I need to be as relevant or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Which don't is ever like, say to a woman, you right. pulled your IUD out. That's the most disgusting thing. Like, don't talk to women about their birth control at all fucking losers don't talk but... about biology don't talk about biology to everyone to anyone that was just gross i wrote do you think andy hates james kennedy even though he posted on instagram that he doesn't i think andy should not be doing any reunions ever again the last three that i've watched he does not hide his opinions well and he has a rough time with these people and i get it it's probably agonizing but do you think he should day. hide his opinion like you want an impartial host Mm. I should let Anderson do one. No, Anderson would never. But that'd be um, funny if he just asked like factual questions, like, "So Raquel, you fucked Tom Sandoval?" <laughs> like, I think that Andy shouldn't hide his opinion. I mean, I think Andy should be like, "Don't you see?" Yeah, like, I, I, and that's not a thing. I don't know. In the summer house reunion, he was like totally a- le- one way, and you were like. And he did make some headway. Like, can't you see how bad this is? Don't you hear that she's apologized to you? Blah, blah, blah. He, he can ask leading questions, but yes. he's, his clear favorites are coming out and his disdain yes. for certain people is showing. 
And I think, yeah, the recent ones have really been guided by that. So can we pivot actually? So Krista asked me if I watched Summer House and I was like, no, but I know Jill hasn't passed. And she said that reunion's like even crazier and like going off. So can you give me what the tea is? Did you watch this whole season? No, I was dipping in and out. Um, that yeah. reunion was not crazier. Sorry, Krista. Um, but Summer House, the three people who've been on it this whole time, Carl, Lindsay, and Kyle. Carl um, is such a bad name. Carl and Lindsay are now engaged after years where she was she started the show living with another guy. He was like an, a, a just a crazy drunk guy on the show, like a party boy. He's now sober. He's in a business with Kyle. And Lindsay has been is Kyle a man. Is he the yeah. one that went to school with Cam? Yeah. Okay. And Lindsay has been kind of like a train wreck with men in the past, blah, blah. So she her and Carl been dating for like a year. He proposed, they got engaged on the show, blah, blah. She has a best friend, Danielle. They were like the three amigos, her Carl. The giggle squad. And, no, the giggle squad is something else. Okay. Um, and Danielle has felt like they Carl and Lindsay got together and kind of like extra app, like the friendship. And then they got engaged and no one, Danielle wasn't told. And Lindsay was just kind of like, we're, you made my engagement about you. The fact that you weren't involved oh. and we're not friends anymore. So how old are the, those people? Like 40. Oh, like okay. Late thirties. I was like, this sounds like fights I would have in college. Like you're dating your boyfriend. You don't hang out right. with me anymore. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, so I don't think it was crazier. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, that's all I really had to say about part two reunion. All right. Talk to me about your Vanderpump Rules season three. Okay. First watch, not rewatch. First watch. First watch. Yeah. First watch. Isn't that a show? Um, In the season, Jax Taylor has what I have basically where he has deviated septum. He goes to get surgery, but he also gets some cosmetic fixes while under the knife, which is fine. I just did the septum yeah. because I like my nose and I didn't want to change anything to it. They, he's 34, 35 years old. He's like, Kate didn't even text me to ask how I was. These people, and like, Sheena's like, man, it's Stassi last season. She didn't text her about her tooth. I didn't give a fuck when I had my nose surgery. I wasn't mad if anyone didn't text me or check in. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I laid in my parents' bed while they took care of me. And like, yes, yeah, some, my roommates at the time obviously were like, how'd it go? Are you okay? Did you get your parents' house? Like, whatever. And like, people wanted to see pictures and stuff. Jax, do you really care if Katie Maloney texts you? How'd your fucking nose surgery go? It's like, they, she didn't even give me a call. And I know it's for the show, but it's just like so stupid. Like, I wouldn't have been mad if you, Jill, didn't text me about my deviated septum surgery. Like, I don't care. Well, of course I would. But also, we have to take yeah. into account the maturity level of these people. I know. It's like insane. Um, In season three, if you recall, Tom Schwartz starts bartending at Pump. And like his second night there, he has a panic attack and he has to leave his shift. Ugh, to me, this is very like, you know, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings because obviously people are mad at him. It's like you said you could do this job and you left and you weren't available. And obviously this was 10 years ago. I think the discussions around mental health are different, but they like make fun of him for it. And even Lisa's mm. like, oh, you're good. She goes to Schwartz picks up Jax from his surgery and like takes him home and takes care of him. I'm like, there's no one I'd least rather have. <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy I had my parents and not Tom Schwartz take care of me after my nose surgery. Um, so Lisa and Peter stop by to check on Jax, which I'm like, Lisa would never go to Jax's apartment. This is bullshit, but whatever. And Schwartz is there and he's like, oh, hi, Lisa. Cause he hasn't seen her since he left his shift. And she's like, can, can you make me a cup of tea? Can you handle that? Or are you going to have a panic attack? You pussy. 
Ooh, Lisa and, said that? Yes. And she's like, it's saying it in like a joking tone, but, and they like, just continue to make fun of him for it and call him a pussy. Like, I truly think he had a panic attack. Cause I saw him the night before working the party when he's talking to Stassi and he's like clearly very overwhelmed and like not listening to her, even though he's like pretending to like, he can't control that. <laughs> like, yes, right. I, you know, you should, maybe shouldn't take on Johns you're not prepared for, but sometimes these things happen. Like there's the way they talked to him about it is so shitty. Right. I'm sure he did have a panic attack, but I'm sure there's just other have been conversations where like he doesn't really work. Like like he said, like he right, right, right. was he like wasn't a model. Really, he yeah, wasn't he a wasn't... reliable employee, but I don't know. I think they could have given him like one more chance and also not spoken not... to him about it the way that they did and make him feel horrible for having a panic attack. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just super shitty. Did um, he bring up any medications, prescriptions so then? He, he made a joke about Xanax. Um, but then like, oh, I have Xanax maybe if I need it. But he also mentioned because him and Katie go to couples counseling, he's never been to therapy before. So I'm like, this guy got Xanax without therapy, probably or psychiatrist. Shocking. So Shocking. he probably went to the doctor and pulled a John Mulaney and said, Sometimes I get nervous on airplanes. I'm like, how does he have Xanax if he's never been to therapy? But you know, that's the world of big pharma drug pushing that we live in today. But yeah. whatever. Um Lisa has the 50 gay mayors party at pump and she just keeps saying 50 gay mayors. And I'm I forgot like, about that. Yeah. Lisa, stop. Um, I forget. Schwartz and Katie are like fighting and LVP like gives her advice. And she says like, maybe you should leave him basically. And I think I wrote like, this actually was good advice from Lisa. I don't know why I wrote this in particular, but, but again, she's just so involved in their personal lives and it's like insane. Also, they go to couples counseling and, and Tom's like, oh, Katie dragged me to therapy in his confessional. And then when he's there, he's like, oh, this is good. I would murder this man. Like, he's so shitty to her. Like, yes. Yeah. And the fact that he's like, oh, she dragged me. I don't even want to go. And also, then he's like therapy, like, we both want to be here. We're here to work on ourselves. So the therapist, I'm like, fuck you. You're just trying to seem cool on TV. I hate you, Tom Schwartz. Right. I'm not saying like we're amazing and like, you know. No. People have like we're such strong women that we would see this and recognize it. Blah blah. blah. Right, like, that's right, right. fine. I don't like, blame Katie. No. I don't blame Katie. But yeah. then she watched this on TV months later. That's yes. when you see like, why am I with this? Right, person? like, aren't you fighting in your apartment? When she's like, why would you say that? Like, right, like yeah. in the moment, I get like, oh, you know, I don't really. And that, but they're what this is all documented, and now you have to watch this. Like, then you should look and see. That would be so this- many fights with me. I like, I feel like I hold such grudges. I'm, I'm not a Lauren Conrad. I want to forgive you. I want to forget you. I won't forget. Like, you know, I would be like, why would you say that about me on TV? Go fuck yourself. Um. Yeah. I wrote, Jax has a girlfriend, Tiffany, this season. And he wrote, she's George Glass. He's, he's talking about this girlfriend, Tiffany. And she lives in Miami, in Vegas, San Diego. We see her maybe once. And I'm like, she's George Glass. I feel like he just made her up because having girlfriends was like cool this season. Um, Lisa Vanderpump, not even did you have the audacity and meanness to name your daughter Pandora. Her nickname is Pandy. How Andy. cruel of a human are you? Why would you do this to your first child? I think, I think it's an English thing. Pandora? Yeah. I don't I think it's a Lisa thing. I think calling her Pandy That's, is an English thing, like having a nickname, but No. In Notting Hill, yeah. Rufus Ian's talks about I knew a girl at school named Pandora Pandora. Never got inside her box though. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah. And also it's funny, Pandora seems like so put together. She's like hosting yes, events, yes. she's managing, and then the son is like fucking around on a skateboard with no job. So it's just He's like, young. Yeah. Yeah. 
The last thing I'll say that I think is like kind of fucked up about Vanderpump Rules that I've noticed each season when they go to commercial has like a picture of the whole staff and it's kind of like the cast photo of the season. First season, they had like some other people in the background that I think came in a few times as like their other servers at the restaurant or bussers or whatever. But then they have like the owners, but there's usually extra people in the photo that work at Sir but aren't principals on the show. In both seasons, those people are really not featured in the show. And in the photo, they're all the way in the back. They're all people of color. So it just looks so shitty, especially the second season one. It's like in the middle, obviously, is Lisa and like Ken probably. And then on the floor, it's like Stassi and Katie and Schwartz and Jax and Kristen and Ariana. And then in the way back, there's like a black woman, a Hispanic guy, and I think another black guy. And it just looks so bad That's and like very true yep all our principals are white people on the show and these other people that work here who aren't even on the show but we're putting them in the picture for some reason we're gonna stick all the way in the back and their faces look blurry it's like don't even include them yeah or and maybe still... add some more diversity to the cast of the show if they actually well, I work guess at the restaurant their defense in the early years is like these are organic friendships and relationships so that's what you're portraying on the show but yeah presently there's no diversity no and they know all those people like obviously everyone at this restaurant oh yeah like jeremy and what's his face like we're best friends with stassi like yeah she watched their baby yeah Yeah. they're probably the people in the back of this photo yeah they're people of color but um yeah yeah it's just like looks so i'm like come on lisa like you, you fucking look like an idiot but um and bravo i guess but just stupid um, okay, that's a very long Vanderpump, so feel free to yeah, go that, to something that else. Yeah, that concludes <laughs> our portion of Vanderpump Rules on this Although podcast. Although I'm only but... on season three of ten, so we're still going to get some season and, five. And next week we'll talk about tonight's reunion, but that should yeah. be it for a while. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the announcement that Kim Cattrall is coming back to the Sex and the City reboot television show, And Just Like That. And Just Like That. It was announced that Kim Cattrall is going to and be just on like that. Episode. Samantha's back. She's going to be on one episode um, of And Just Like That. However, the episode is just her with a telephone call with Sarah Jessica Parker, Carrie Bradshaw, and there's no other people in the scene. So they didn't film it together. Kim Cattrall didn't film with anyone. It's just her on a phone. And the other half of the scene is Sarah Jessica Parker on a phone. I'm sure they didn't even really talk to each other. That's, I was phone. like, it's going to be her on FaceTime. I was like, it's not yeah. going to be like Samantha's here. So there are a lot of unconfirmed reports that Kim Cattrall would not film or see or speak to Sarah Jessica Parker or Michael Patrick King, who's the show. Probably vice versa. I don't think Sarah Jessica wants to see Kim Cattrall and she kind of owns the show. Uh, Whatever. I'm sure on both ends. But my question is, did they feel like they needed this storyline or buzz in the media to get this show like back in the the, the news well is i don't the last wa- season of the show we don't know i don't uh, know do you watch not. the show i did watch the first season it's I, boring yeah like do you think it's like do they even i know i watched like the first two episodes i think and they make reference to samantha like sending flowers to the funeral or something but like do they reference throughout the show like Oh, I was texting Samantha last night or like da da da. Like once or twice. Right. So it's like not you like probably yeah. It's not like this gaping hole where they're like, well, we need to mention her because it's been so like skirted around, you know. Also, Aiden is gonna be in this season, and that was like buzzworthy when we saw pictures yeah. of him filming. So like did we need um 
this other buzz of Kim Cattrall joining. And I don't think she's going to be in anything else. It's not even been picked up for a third season. And if it is, I imagine she wouldn't. So I just, I don't just know thought why. it was maybe they asked her and they were like, we'll give you a crazy amount of money. And she was money, like, all right. Money, money. Yeah. Also, at, reported by Variety um, that the head of HBO, uh, Mr. Zaslav, was the one who reached out to Kim Cattrall. And that's so, the only way to get her. I guess the that's the only, the only person she would speak to. And he, they probably, but why do we need to offer her the gods of money? Not new subscribers, not going to pay for HBO just because Kim Cattrall is going to be on one scene on HBO Max for season two with no one else. Like, that's why I feel like it's either like she asked and like her agents, like, I don't know. It just seems weird. And she's, she's doing a lot. Like you there, she's a new Netflix show that just had a trailer um, where she's like the Miranda Priestly of a makeup company oh. and, and a, a new um, non-binary person comes to work for her in the makeup field. Um, and she is just in that stupid movie with Rob De Niro and Durs. We don't know it's stupid. We haven't seen it. Are you going to see it? Yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to watch it illegally. Come on now. Anyway, so if you're going to watch And Just Like That this season, you're going to get one scene with Kim Cattrall. I don't believe it's going to be worth it. and But good for Kim Cattrall if that's what she wants. And I hope she got a big fat payday. My question to you is, and I was thinking about this while I was walking my dog the other day. I'm like, part of me is like, guys, just bury the hatchet and be professional. Like, your show is that you have this like really close best friendship. And like, Kim was such an important part of the show and a good friend to Carrie. Like, I wish they could just kind of bury the hatchet and do it for the show. But then I was thinking, there's a girl I used to work with who I fucking loathe. I was going to say, you dislike <laughs> blank colleague. You never want to see that person again. That's what I was saying. I was like thinking about it. And I was like, I had to work with them, obviously, but not in this context where you like pretend to be best friends and like hug right. and have a relationship. And then I was like, if it was you, Jill, like, would you be able to do that? You think like put bygones aside and be like, yeah, we could just film it for the show. And depends yeah. on the money to me that and the person i'm like how much do i hate this person like right. well I, if it was like a one-off like sure but right like, but if it was like sex in the city season four or like luke and lorelei yeah, yeah. on gilmore girls like you know what i mean you were really like were kind of having these like emotional scenes together i guess i don't know because yeah it's not your friend it's a colleague that you didn't enjoy working with that you don't like as a person like yeah. no i don't like yeah it I makes me that. like SJP less because I feel like Kim Cattrall is probably cool. I do agree with that, but also there's no other scuttlebutt about SJP being a bad person. Like I, you know, but is there other think, scuttlebutt about Kim being a bad person? I feel like I'm it's just these two. Yeah, I feel like it's just these two. Yeah. So I yeah, I don't if know. Um, Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis are friends with both of them or they are I don't think so I don't think they're anti-Kim but I just think they're are very close with SJP and still film and yada yada yeah all right very briefly I wanted to talk to you about Jill Ellis oh goodness Jill Ellis was the coach of the U.S. Women's National Team for years she's one of like the most winningest coaches you know she Uh, say that again not most winningest Oh, sorry. She's one of the most winning coaches or the winningest coaches. Apologies. Thank you. Thank um, you. you know, they did really well under her. They won the 2019 World Cup most recently. And then she, I think, like stepped down or retired. And now we have Flacco Ananoski. She was just inducted into like the Soccer Hall of Fame and was, she's a the president of the San Diego Wave, which is a women's professional team. And she was like, I was watching the game that our cousin Kevin went to last weekend in New York where, or New Kevin Jersey. and Ella. Yes, where 
um, they show people in the crowd and they're like, oh, Eli Manning's here because he's an owner of Gotham FC. And then they showed her and they were like, oh, all the stars are out. Jill Ellis, president of San Diego. Wait, pause. Last year, there was a big report called the Yates Report into women's soccer and women's professional soccer about all the misconduct and like crazy shit that goes on and harassment. And the goal was to figure out like, who are the bad coaches and people in administration do like a legal report with lawyers who are impartial and bring it to the National Women's Soccer League so they could then decide, you know, if they wanted to keep these people employed, if they wanted to penalize them, whatever. There are mentions in the report that Jill Ellis, even though she wasn't in the National Women's Soccer League at that time, she was the coach of the professional U.S. women's team, that folks came to her and were like, hey, our coaches in this league, especially like in Chicago, are like sexist, racist. They make us uncomfortable. They get, make get, make uncomfortable comments. They're like potentially assaulting people, allegedly. Like, And Kristen Press in particular, who I love, love you Kristen Press like allegedly came to her and the president of U.S. soccer and was like this is going on like you know we don't really want to play for this guy anymore whatever also that there was a survey that the players did where they filled out some of this information allegedly those results were given to Jill Ellis too and she did nothing about it she you know obviously like didn't take action she kept coaching the U.S. women's team she didn't reach out to US she didn't report anyone. She didn't yes. throw her weight around and say, fire these people. I stand with the girls. Correct. And now she's saying that she never had that conversation with Kristen Press and she never got those survey results. She's not involved in any of this. She was just coaching the U.S. women's team and that was her job. Fuck this bitch. And like, now she's in the Hall of Fame and they're showing, they're like parading around a games like a celebrity. Like she just gets to get off scot-free. And, like, I get, like, potentially maybe she didn't do anything wrong, but I do think the women, like, Pino, Alex Morgan, even Carly Lloyd, did not like her and did not like working with her, and they yeah. much prefer Vlaco. Like, she doesn't seem like a good person. And, like, it just pisses yeah, me Alex off Morgan now doesn't like her. that now that she's, like, you know, kind of like, oh, she's Hall of Fame, what a great coach. I'm like, fuck like her. Like, Emeritus. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, she's Teflon Don. Uh, where is the soccer Hall of Fame? I don't know. <laughs> I should know. But I don't know. But yeah, they they were like, I Googled her recently because I was like, did it, wasn't she involved in all this? Why does she still yeah. get to be president of San Diego and like come out on top? And the, when you Google it's, her now- It's in Frisco, Texas. When you Google her now, like the first 10 things on the result are all about the Hall of Fame and none of this bad media. So I like- SEO. You know, yep, SEO. So I went and like looked for it and I was just like, fuck you, Jill Ellis. Yeah. It's like, yes, maybe you want to say she did nothing wrong. She just got the report and didn't do anything about it. But it's like, I don't know if someone you were the manager of came to you and was like, my other manager is abusing us. Like, right. what do you want to try to You're help? You're in a position of power and you turn a, a blind eye. You did yeah. something wrong. And yeah. I think the shitty thing too is now she's saying that like, oh, that never happened, which is basically saying Kristen Press is lying. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, she's just a shit. I'm sure the, um, she probably exerts such a big influence in the soccer world still. And like the elders are, hard pressed to give her crap or, i like, also think it's because she's a woman part of me thinks it's because if she was a man they'd be like i no, don't know because, but the president of soccer who was in that documentary she like got in a lot of crap and like resigned yeah she was a woman yeah yeah, yeah. no i'm not saying women have it easier i just know like, I... jill ellis thinks she's like well i'm a woman coach and i help these women and i'm like that you're still bad yeah no i think that like the players and the fans of our aging generation feel the same way about chill Ellis, but 
It's funny because I knew nothing about her. I just knew she was the coach when I got like really into the team in 2019. And I, I think Blackhorn, new coach, isn't the best TBH. He seems like a very nice person, but like as far as a coach, and I've been like, oh, I wish Jill Ellis would come back. And that was before I knew some of this shit. And I'm like, no, I don't want the women to have to be like uncomfortable with their coach who's like a dick to them, allegedly. Right. And the other thing I wanted to mention, which I mentioned to you over text, Alex Morgan and Sophia Smith and other professional forwards, be very careful with being offside. I know it's hard <laughs> in the moment and you're running, but like so many times in the Olympics and the World Cup finals, we score goals and then we're offside. And it's like I was complaining about the professional basketball players who don't make their foul shots. It's like you've been doing this for years. You get paid a fair amount of money to be a professional athlete. Like figure this shit out. I know it's different because it's soccer and you're running and you have the like adrenaline, but I don't know, bro. And you were like, well, I was always offsides. I was like, you played high school soccer for like three years where you'd never done offsides before that. These people are fucking all four years I played. Sorry, that, you know, but like they, you know what I mean? It just annoys me. And I, I hope we get that shit together because they're still offsides all the time, especially Alex Morgan. I'm like, Alex Morgan, you scored so many goals. Like, figure well, it out. You talked to Alex before the World Cup. I, I still love you, Alex. And I think you're amazing. And I'm sorry for yelling at you. You're my hero. Okay. <laughs> Do you have other topics? Yeah. Um, this past Saturday, I went out on the town. You did. I never go out. And I went out with our dear friends, Christine and Kelly, and um, a few other people that we met along the way. And we went to a cover band concert. And the cover band is called Y'all Out Boy. And Kelly found them when she was living in Genius Texas. name. She, well, they talked about other names that they had. And now I can't remember any of them, of course. But like Stacy's dad. Um, but they yeah. came out with the all up boy, which is funny because they're from Texas and they do covers of like pop punk, like, tw- you know, the two thousands, early two thousands. And you did not go because you were ill, but we had talked about meeting at like five because the show was at seven and, uh, you know, I wanted to go later because of childcare. So we met at six at a bar that we used to go to all the time. And we used to take a bus there and, um, it was not very busy, and I wonder what time we used to get there when it got popular. But anyway, while we were sitting there at 6 o'clock having dinner, I called the venue, and I say, what time does y'all play go on? And they said 9.15, and my jaw nearly dropped. You got to call like, before you leave the house, Jill. I know, but I, <laughs> truth be told, I do rely and depend on you to do that, and it didn't occur to me that you weren't coming until I got there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Ryan didn't come, so Ryan didn't do that, so now I have to do that. Which is fine, but yeah. I just expect that of you. And I know you're not offended that I expect that of you. No, I always call the venue to figure out. Because if I don't want to see the opening band, sorry. You know, I don't want to have to get there early because I'm always late. It takes me forever to get ready. Yeah. So they didn't go until 9.15. I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be so late. And it wasn't late. And I did leave before the show ended because I had to drive back home. But it was a lot of fun. And the music was great. And I knew like almost every song. And we had so much fun. And I was just very happy that I did go out because I never go out. And yeah, I was surprised. I thought you were going to be like, I'm not going to go because you're not going. I really like was like tired that whole day and I really didn't want to go, but I had so much fun and we all had so much fun. And if y'all out boy. youth again? I did not feel like a youth. I was happy to be a 35 year old at these shows. Uh, If y'all out boy is in your hood, go. It's great. They're a good time. The other guitarist is very attractive. The other guitarist? Uh, well, like there's like a lead guitarist singer and then there's another guitarist, there's a bassist and a drummer. I bet and the lead singer probably plays rhythm guitar and the other guitarist is the lead guitarist. 
Well, the lead guitarist is very attractive, but he was very type A. After every song, he was like, check one, two. I can't hear the in the oh, secondary. After that annoys me because I'm like, you're not playing Madison Square Garden. Calm down. They're playing the Bright Musical, yeah. Anyway. The plug for y'all out, boy. A plug for my big weekend out. Yeah. Um, other things I have are just like quick things that I wrote down this week that I wanted to mention to you. We had previously talked to this podcast a long time ago because we're on our 24th episode. We've been doing this for almost six months. Good for us, Jill. Um, that S Club 7 was reuniting. And I said, are they all still alive? And you said, yes. Mm. But since then, one of them has passed away. Yeah. And we never mentioned it. I know. So sorry, sorry I killed that person with my joke. I wonder if they're still going to go on tour. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Um, but I just thought, I was like, we never talked about that. Um, and I also previously mentioned that there was this movie coming out called Paint with Owen Wilson and the poster was very funny. Came out in April, never heard anything about it. <laughs> like, I'm sure that movie did really poorly. And I think it was just like VOD anyway, but like, shit. Yeah. I know you are not a fan of Zendaya. Um, well documented. The song replay is so good. I've always loved that song. I always listen to it, usually in the summertime. I saw it on an Instagram reel the other day about like, Disney or famous singers that never really took off which I had an objection with that because the first one was like Lindsay Lohan and some of the other people were like one was like Jamie Lynn Spears it was weird but it was a diary play and I'm like this song is so good and she was so young when she recorded it and I just love that song no comment um I've been really getting into my Jonas Brothers media lately and they've been doing a lot of press because their album the album came out a few weeks ago or um in May I think and um they are going on tour, kind of doing like their version of the Eras tour, but they're just calling it five albums one night where they play like songs from all their albums. Very excited. I'm going at Yankee Stadium. They're, they have a fourth brother, Franklin Jonas, Frankie. He must be the sibling who feels most left out of any sibling group like ever. Like, and he has his own things and like him and Kevin have a show now, which actually sounds really Is it because watch, there was like but... such a big age gap between them? I guess, because, yeah, like, Kevin, I think it's, like, uh, I forget, like, five years older than, it's, like, you know, they all have two or three years in between them, those three boys, and then I think Frankie was born when Nick was, like, ten, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah. He could have um, been. But that sucks, and I feel like, you know, that's been a topic of conversation lately, is, like, you know, whatever, family dynamics, and I'm, like, he must feel so left out, and I feel bad for Frankie Jonas. <laughs> Sorry, Frankie. You know, and I'm like, with Hanson, it's different because there were like 13 siblings, you know, and these three just happened to be close in age and like wanted to do this. But like that one, it's like literally there's only four of you and you're the only one not in the band. Like that's like. Um, on the last podcast, when I was talking to you about Tar, I mentioned how they talk about Leonard Bernstein, Lenny Bernstein in that. And he's like a real person. And like, what does his family and estate think? And I was thinking similarly from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Lenny Bruce is mentioned a lot in that show. Lenny Bruce, Lenny Bernstein, Lenny's. Um, and I wonder if his like family or friends are like annoyed with that portrayal at all, or if they're just like, whatever. Cause he's like, I guess they Well, mentioned... he's not portrayed in a bad light. I think he's portrayed as a talented Well, now they're comedian. gonna portray his drug problem. So it's not like people didn't know about that. I know. I just think it's weird. Like, I don't know. If if you were dead and someone like in a show were just like, oh, Jillian McGrath and like did a fictionalized version of you, I think I'd be like, nah, man, you like you need my permission. I don't know. 
but not if he's in the public. I mean, I don't hate it because I love that character and I think he's so hot. And I, whenever he comes on the show after not being on for a while, I'm like, yes, he's back. But like, it's just kind of funny that like, you know. Did you start the most recent season of Mesa? Uh, I saw like the first 10 minutes of the first episode when like the daughter's in therapy oh, right. and she gets like hypothermia, but that that's it. But I'll probably yeah. watch it later today. Yeah. Um, okay. Those are my quick things I wanted to mention to you. Um, I just have a quick thing that we discussed that the trailer for the new Adam Devine movie on Netflix, The Outlaws. July 7th, The Outlaws. Yeah. Um, it looks very stupid, but we'll probably, wa- I mean, you'll definitely watch it. Definitely but- watch it. <laughs> The f- it's all famous people which is that's why i wanted to nominate like i know netflix like gets all good people movie stars but it's adam divine who's like relatively famous but... he like co-produced the movie too so he's like very involved yeah. so how did they get pierce brosnan and ellen barkin to be the in-laws like, i forget that's who's great. the director i don't remember um well because nina's his friend nina dobrev so like yeah. she's the, the female lead so i'm sure he just asked her and i think she's pretty well, close with him and his wife so he was like yo nina you know will you be in this movie with me but what is she i guess she's most known for vampire diaries huh yeah has she been in a lot of like films she was in perks she dated uh cousin greg oh. who was an abuser in that movie <sighs> not surprising where there's so many things called the outlaws The outlaws yeah this is crazy um anyway all right whatever yeah no and adam like loves pierce now and he always talks about but him he, and how he's yeah, like, such a like, professional and a good guy yeah directed by tyler, tyler spindle. spindle he looks very young directed jack and jill with fucking adam sandler i bet he's like the netflix you know mainstay yeah 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 written by evan turner yeah i don't know maybe anyway, netflix I, just offered them a shit ton of money as like the studio yeah yeah i mean it doesn't it it looks bad but not like terrible terrible but i was yeah. just surprised that pierce and ellen barkin i'm glad for them i'm happy for them but i, was I know like, and they're like doing press for it and stuff like they're like yeah. you know involved involved but yeah maybe they weren't doing a ton else i don't know maybe they got an offer from netflix and they were like sure yeah muscle um do we want to talk about taylor swift and maddie healy at all no they broke up good riddance yeah. to bad whatever stupid see ya yeah, did you listen to Jam Session? I did. I had a lot of thoughts and I didn't just want to like copy exactly what they no, were no, saying, no. but I, I I co-signed a lot of what they said. But I appreciate now that people are calling Taylor Swift for being the performative ally that she is. Yeah, so Jam Session on the Ringer podcast said that Maddie Healy, I don't know specifically what he said about LGBTQ. Oh, he said something racist about Ice Spice also. Oh. But, but I'm like, something- did Taylor Swift have this remix with her in Karma before that happened or after? Is my know, question. But- they're saying that Taylor Swift was doing a lot of performative things during her tour to combat things that Maddie Healy said that were bad. Is it Maddie or Matt? Whatever, either way. Doesn't matter. So she had Ice Spice on to combat some of the racist things he said. She was saying that in honor of pride, her tour is a safe space for LGBTQ community. I when, don't even when... think he said anything homophobic. I think Juliet and Amanda were saying that Taylor Swift says this concert is a safe space for everyone. When she has this guy here and is dating him who has made people not feel safe because he's made like yeah. racist, sexist comments. And he also just does weird shit. Like they said, like he like kissed a security guard randomly who yeah. probably didn't ask for it. And he, I recently saw a clip of him on stage where someone was like filming him and he basically tried to like, he like humped them to the ground. And I don't know if this is like someone who's on tour with them who's like their buddy or if he's just doing this because he thinks it's funny. You know? Uh, yeah, probably the latter, but. Anyway, I don't, I don't think he out. makes people feel safe. Yeah, 
But this I, is the problem I've always had with Swift. I don't care who you date, whatever. I just feel like she's always so concerned with like her appear and the appearance with these things and like like I never watched the Miss Americana documentary, but I, I watched it. a good part of it was like how she never spoke up about her political beliefs and like it just pisses me off because I'm like you have so much money and so many fans if you make one misstep you're not gonna lose everything so like if you are truly an ally to the gay community just fucking talk about it like a normal person don't bring it up once a year when it's convenient for you and when it's in the zeitgeist right now like when she did that you need to calm down video I was so annoyed because it was like in that summer I feel like a lot of queer iconography was like popular and like drag race and like you know it was just being talked about a lot more and then she's like okay now i'll jump on it and i'll have my Katy perry in it and forgive like but whereas people like carly ray jepson and Marin morris and madonna and britney have just been and lady gaga have just been allies like normal conversation it's not like a plug it just pisses me off so much and i just wish she would like talk to Marin morris about it who got like a glad award this year for her work in the like she's not doing it to sell records she she probably loses Mary Morris isn't yeah right she's not doing sell records she probably loses out actually because she's in the country community in like Tennessee she's doing it because she thinks this is what's right and that's like what pisses me off about Taylor Swift well I hope they had a conversation because Mary Morris was just on stage at Taylor she Swift was in Chicago. like yeah because they have a song together or whatever yeah I just wrote Swift and Healy done so in my notes yeah I don't care don't yeah. care we bring it up to say we don't care I mean, it's it's new. I bring it up to say I'm glad other people are catching on to her being a performative ally because that's what pisses me off about her. That she's a hypocrite, yeah. And that everything is just so, like, about her career and her image and her appearance when it's like, who cares? You're so successful. Like, you're always going to be successful. Unless you come out in blackface, Taylor Swift, I don't think you're going to get canceled <laughs> by your rabid fan base around the world. Like, fucking just be who you are. Maybe she <sighs> doesn't know who she is, and that's the problem. Yeah. <sighs> Um, one thing I just quickly want to mention is so stupid. I'm watching One Tree Hill season uh, four or five right now. Five when they're adults because that's where they're at on the podcast. And in the first season like of it, um, they don't mention enough that Haley got into Stanford but then goes to a community college with Nathan so he can play basketball. Like, bitch, that sucks that you had to give that up. And then Lucas is like an assistant coach of the basketball team, even though he's a freshman. And then at the end of the year, they win the championship. And the head coach, Whitey, is like, you're the head coach now. I already talked to the DA about it, or the AD, the athletic director. Um, normally, we wouldn't do this for a student coach. So now he has a full-time job at the college with like benefits and office and is the head coach while also being a student. Would that ever happen? No. And they're not like a D1 school. I think it's like a community school, but then Nathan eventually gets into Maryland. But like, it's just so absurd. Soap. Okay, so we knew this would be a long one. We just have our segments to get to, unless you have any other topics. No, I'm good. Oh, any current events you want to tell me about? These wildfires, man. People going wild. Yeah, I'm like, not trying to be a dick, but like, people in California deal with this all the time. New York, New Jersey, calm down. Yeah. And like, have some compassion for the people going through this instead of complaining about your city looks crazy right now. I know it's not happening to me, so I can't say, but like, Okay. Yeah, they, they might be ingesting some bad things, so let's not totally. But yes, let's have more compassion for the people. It is truly, truly affecting, like in Canada. Yeah. But yeah, that's all. Okay, post. Okay, so our New York Post, Marissa covered June 9th, 2013. 
The story is about Badge Bunny terrorizes FDNY, an FDNY fan whose overtures to local firehouses were spurned has taken to harassing the bravest, exposing the dark side of badge buff groupie culture. So I guess on this date, June 9th, 2013, a woman who was obsessed with firemen was going to all the firehouses to try to meet firemen. And the firehouses were like, please leave us alone. We have a job to do. Oh, I thought spurn meant like they tried to get in the academy and then they weren't uh, no. accepted. What is the headline? Put me out. I'm on fire. Pyromaniac. Eh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Uh, okay. I don't really have a superlative here for you. Unless you want to say what you think the biggest Oscar snub is. Oh, my God. <laughs> after listening to that podcast i wish i had more time to think because they had a lot a lot a lot you, you um, don't have any personal ones maybe not the biggest but one you can think of when you you feel was a snub i don't know i mean recency because that you know like viola davis um for the woman king and uh daniel detweiler for till this past year should have been nominated um I, I don't. I can't think right off the top of my head. That's okay. That's so funny you say that, though, because my Kevin Bacon for you this week, because they were talking about air a lot recently on a podcast, <laughs> is Viola Davis. Viola. Wow. That, that is some good connectivity. Synergy. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Um, okay. Viola Davis. Been a lot. Been a I lot haven't done it myself people. yet because I just decided this last night. So. Well. Um, we could go a number of different ways. Immediately, of course, thought the help just because there's a lot of people in it. But I was also thinking Fences, which is what she won her Oscar for with Denzel. What? Nothing. I won't say. Uh-oh. Well, if you think of the help, you can do this very quickly in the way we do it quite often. Emma Stone and Crazy Stupid Love with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Does Denzel will get you there? I know, but what was he in anything with Bacon? I don't know. Well, he's in Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. Oh my God! One of the questions last night at trivia was about a few good men and what naval base in Cuba. You know, it takes place at. Is it Guantanamo? Yeah. That's what Marky thinks. He's like, that's the only thing I could think of. I was like, but is it a naval base or it's just the only place you know in Cuba? No, there are places in Cuba. No, there not. Okay. Not All right. That. Well, that's yeah, our Kevin Bacon. Bacon wasn't in anything directly with, or you could even go, he was in Philadelphia with Ann Dowd, who was in Taking Chance with Kevin Bacon. This Oracle thing, though, gets kind of wacky sometimes, though, because it does it from like IMDb. And a lot of times what happens and what happened with Viola Davis here is it says he was in live in front of a studio audience, all in the family in mm. good times with Kevin Bates. He was in it with her. And I'm like, that's not a movie. You know what I mean? Like, and then when I try that's to like, find a different link between him and Viola, it doesn't work. Cause it's like, they were in this thing one degree. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not right. As I have become well-known in our friend group to do this. I remember years ago, Ben, Lions Ben just texted me and said, "Okay, um, Harry Styles or One Direction to uh, Kevin Bacon." I was like, "It doesn't work like that." No, yeah. Also, yeah. I posted our first TikTok slash reel, the same clip of you talking about Jane Lynch, 
and someone I don't know commented like, oh, well, Jane Lynch was in this, you know, whatever, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, blah, 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 or like Kevin Bacon was. And I was like, Christmas specials don't count, my friend. Like, thank I appreciate you playing. I'm not trying to scurn fans away or spurn them rather, but like- Feature films only. Yeah. So you, yeah, you can't be like, Kevin Bacon was on Will and Grace with, you know, Sean Hayes. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. We don't make the rules, except we do, and those are our rules. Um, Speaking of shameless plugs on TikTok and stuff, if we want to keep doing ads, we need more listenership on Spotify. <laughs> so if you want to give us money and you listen to the podcast and you have both Spotify and Apple podcasts and you prefer Apple podcasts, if you wouldn't mind doing Spotify, either way, you know, I don't care as long as you listen. I'm happy. That's what I want for my birthday. Everyone listen and like and rate and review and subscribe and share. And I should post TikToks every day because I don't have a job, but I will. I don't feel like it all the time. Um, but anyway, so in order to keep our ads, we just need a few more listeners on Spotify. But do what you want. I, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Okay, Jill. This is Thank our episode. You. Thank you for your service. Hey, no problem. I'll probably just edit this now. So I don't have to do it later before every soccer game. Good luck. Go Indies Royal Blue. See you you want to come Wednesday night. <laughs> you won't hear Medford High School. You won't hear this till Thursday. All right. See you then. See you then.